0: Hello, it is Josh Bow with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark coming to you with the victorious edition. Mavericks throttle the Phoenix Suns, the Western Conference leading Phoenix Suns, entering this Monday night matchup 130 to 111. It is the Mavericks' second consecutive win after a blot win against the Knicks on Saturday. It is a bunch of firsts. It's the first time the Mavericks have won back to back games this season by double digits. It's the first time Luka Doncic has played under 30 minutes in back-to-back games this season. In fact, the New York Knicks game was the first time he was under 30 minutes all season. So uh, not only the first time back-to-back, but it's just the first two times period this season as he's had quite the workload so far this season. As you can tell, since it's just me, Josh Bo, uh, on this pod, I'm not with uh, our editor-in-chief, Kirk Henderson. He had a business trip. He was on a plane this evening. He'll be back sometime tomorrow, and he might. I think he'll be available for post-game stuff, so he'll probably be doing at least a Spotify Live uh, tomorrow night. But but tonight, you just got me. Um, We tried to get another staffer on, had some technical difficulties, so why not just uh, quickly get something out there for you guys to listen to, and we can kind of get my thoughts on the game. And really, I mean, my thoughts are this felt remarkably similar to the Knicks game. I mean, the Mavericks just came out with a good sense of purpose, a good good energy level. They jumped on a very tired Suns team. This was their third game in four nights, second night of a back-to-back. Um, I'm really tired of when that gets brought up as people thinking that's like a backhanded compliment. And like, let's be honest, the NBA season is long. Um, there's a lot, teams go through lots of injuries. No one is at 100%. You know, once the first couple of days of the season have started, everyone's tired. At certain points, travel is taxing. These games come and uh, there are even and during a normal season, these games are are compacted into relatively dense schedule. So, like this happens to every team. Like not every team is going to be able to have a hundred percent energy level for eighty two nights. Like it's just unreasonable. Like the Suns were a tired team. That was just a factual thing and the Mavericks have been tired. I've had certainly had some tired nights so far this season. It's just what happens. It's part of the league. It's just, you you just have to deal with it, whether you're playing against the team or it's happening to you. And, you know, the thing is the Mavericks don't necessarily get guaranteed a win just because the Suns were a tired team. They still have to take advantage of the opportunity and they did. And that's a credit to the Mavericks, a credit to the coaching staff for getting the team well prepared. And Credit to the guys uh, that played really well tonight. Again, Tim Hardaway Jr., massive game. Five three-pointers, five of nine from three, 17 points. He is on an absolute tear since he entered the starting lineup a couple games ago. He has now made five or more three-pointers in four straight games, five against Golden State, six against the Pistons, eight against the Knicks, five against the Suns. Easily his best four-game stretch. Uh, since dating back to the last Rick Carlisle season, because, you know, it seems like a long time ago, but before Tim got hurt, he was playing really poorly. Um, this is easily the best he's looked since Jason Kidd has took over kind of feels similar to when he got off uh, to the really good start when he was, when he first arrived here, he started in a game. I want to say it was also against golden state. Um, and he just never lost the starting job. He just entered the starting lineup a couple seasons ago and he just took off, had two career seasons back to back. I can't help but wonder if that's what it's going to be this time again. Um, he looks absolutely fantastic. He's been the volume three point shooter. This, this roster is desperately needed and it's coincided nicely with Luka Doncic also being really good from three, which he hadn't been, you know, the first six or seven weeks of the season. So good to see those two. I mean, I said this in my preview, those two guys are the two biggest volume three point shot takers on the roster by far. And you know, if so if they're on a hot streak from three, uh, the Mavericks are in a good shape are in good place because you know, Max Kleba shoots threes, Reggie Bullock shoots threes, Dorian Finney Smith shoots threes, but they're taking between three to five game, you know, Hardaway and Doncic are taking between eight and ten. So if those two guys are hitting, uh, things look really good. And again, the three-pointers, 20 of 41 as a team, 49%. It's really funny. They made 24 of 61 against the Knicks, and it looked like an avalanche. You know, they almost set a franchise record. um, And they come back, and they quietly, you know, hit 23s again on 60 less attempts. I mean, they they were absolutely on fire. Um, The Mavericks had one, two, three, four, five players hit two or more three-pointers besides Luca and besides Tim Hardaway. It was um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, and Maxi Kleba. Uh, Kleba's been on a nice little streak from three as well. He's had a couple good games back-to-back. Wood returned after missing the Knicks game with an illness, and I thought this was a really, really encouraging game from Wood. Uh, He had kind of struggled going into that game against the Knicks that he missed. And the way that, you know, that Knicks game was so impressive. It was easily the Mavericks' most impressive effort in weeks because, you know, the Mavericks have obviously been in a little bit of a slide. I mean, the Mavericks looked so good on Saturday that I almost had to wonder, is there something to Wood not playing in this game? And there's been, you know, looking at the numbers, like even though... There's a, a lot of good advanced data with him on the floor with Luca. There's also some data showing, you know, when he plays a smaller role, when he plays under 30 minutes or like under 25 minutes, the Mavericks actually are better than when he plays, you know, bigger minutes in terms of win loss record. So, you know, it, obviously it was a one game sample, so it wasn't anything to to write home about, but it was just, you know, tucked it behind in the back of my brain just to be like, okay, so if he plays against the Suns, what's it going to look like? And, you know, Thankfully, it looked good. You know, 27 minutes, he had 18 points, 9 rebounds. He had 5 assists. He had 6 turnovers, unfortunately. This is kind of going to be his deal. He had 4 fouls. But he played within himself defensively. He made his open shots. Got to the rim. Made his free throws. Can't ask for anything more, really, from him uh, this game. Um, player of the game, I know, might seem crazy on a night when Luka Doncic uh, had 33 points. 6 rebounds, 8 assists on 20 shot, 12 of 20 shooting. Might be Josh Green. uh, Another spectacular game. 16 points, 6 of 7 shooting from the floor. 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Had another crazy um, spinning pass to the baseline. Had another really good kind of no look to Tim Hardaway Jr. in the corner that if you blinked, you probably thought Luka threw it. Um, At this point, I'm just kind of... uh, you know Josh Green is good. Like I'm, am t- done waiting for uh, the bubble to pop, so to speak. He had a, he's, he's just a good player, good quality player off the bench. Now that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to do what he did against the Suns every night. You know, game against New York, he didn't have his best effort, didn't play particularly well against the Pistons. He had four fouls in 15 minutes. Um, but you know he's popping for some games here. Like he's had this game against the Suns where it felt like his energy off the bench single-handedly. Busted this game open. He had a steal in the backcourt for a dunk uh, in the process of the Mavericks' first half run where they were just blowing this game apart and it was close to a 30, you know, 26-point lead at half. You know, he had the game-changing impact in his 27 minutes, and that went against Golden State. You know, obviously had that career high 23-point night uh against Denver on November 20th. So it's just nice. And I know, you know, people are gonna see this and and start thinking some crazy thoughts probably to, and run with it, but that's okay. They're fans. You know, he's probably gonna have another, you know, if he plays the Mavericks play tomorrow night, if he has, you know, six points and in, in 21 minutes, you know, that's not necessarily disappointment. Like he's still, this is, you know, he's still coming along and seeing these types of games is really, is really, really nice. Um, he's becoming a, a really critical part of this rotation. And it's been really nice to see him, make an impact without making a bunch of threes, which has kind of been the theme for him this season. I mean, he's obviously had some really big splashy three point shooting games. I mean, he's still shooting, you know, close to 46% from three. He was only one of two. He was one of four against the Knicks. So, you know, he's gonna, you know, I don't think Josh green is a 46, 48% three point shooter, which is what he's been for the first month and a half of the season. But you know, if he gets down back to, you know, 40, 38, 39%, if that's where he ends up, um, he's still making plays. Like, he's he's passing the ball really well. He has 10 assists in his last two games. He's scoring the ball at the rim exceptionally well, and that's honestly the biggest thing for him this season. He is one of the few guys – I mean, he basically is the only other guy on this roster besides Luka and Dinwiddie uh, and Wood that will drive to the basket, and it's so – plainfully obvious to see when he gets in the game compared to you know a Reggie Bullock or Tim Hardaway or Dorian Finney-Smith he just has a fearless ambition to attack the basket and it's wonderful to see and it really opens things up because I mean Luca is just attracting so much space I mean it's it's pretty ridiculous I mean teams are running out of ways to defend him they're sending doubles sometimes they're sticking home with shooters and letting him go to work at the paint because they just don't want him to finding a bunch of shooters and have like an avalanche effect where the team gets hot from three. I mean, they're just doing all sorts of stuff. And because of that, you know, guys are going to have opportunities uh, outside the three-point line, not just to shoot, but to create. I mean, they're going to be catching the ball with the defense rotating and shifting over. And like (laughs) NBA 101, you got to be able to attack those closeouts. And Green has excelled at that. I mean, he's been so, 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 so good at attacking closeouts and not just scoring at the rim, but just keeping the offense moving, not letting the ball stick, not letting the offense stick. Um, And again, you know, no turnovers tonight, five assists, no turnovers. Only had two turnovers in his last uh, three games, uh, which is really, really nice to see. I know turnovers were an issue for him a little bit earlier in the season. So it's really nice to see him – you know, control the ball. Well, uh, despite the fact that he has a flare for some really, really, really dramatic passes. Um, another game where the Mavericks defense played well, although they are def- They're definitely getting some three point shot uh, variants help. You know, the Suns and the Knicks were just dreadful from three, not to say that the Mavericks uh, didn't defend them well, but you know, guys are missing some open looks. Uh, the thing that's been nice the last two games is the Mavericks have really uh, cleaned up uh, the dribble penetration. And, you know, if, Teams are going to get open looks from three. They're going to make or miss them. That's out of their control uh, to some degree. But they could control guys getting into the paint and blowing by them and getting the rim, which was a huge issue uh, in the games leading up to that Knicks game. So two games in a row that I think they've done a fairly decent job protecting the paint. The Suns did outscore them in the paint, I believe 46-42. But that was it. just felt like a much more manageable number than what it had been in the previous games before the Knicks games where teams were getting like 30, 40 shots at the rim, which is just untenable. You just can't win games consistently doing that. So, ah, man, it's just an all-around really, really, really good win. Um, Devin Booker was 4 of 13 from the floor. I think the Mavericks did a tremendous job on him, uh, especially without Chris Paul, who's been out for a while with a heel injury. Booker has basically been their de facto point guard. I know Campaign is their starting point guard, but the offense runs through Booker. So, good job on uh, containing him. They sent a lot of doubles, and Booker had five assists, probably should have had more, but uh, the Mavericks just didn't let him get comfortable, and that's a big thing for scorers that are as good as Booker. Um, I think the big thing is these two wins, I don't know, you know. Are the Mavericks back? I don't know. It feels like they are. Boy, these last three years, it feels like there is there some like legal legal contractual obligation for them to just play like absolute dog water for 25, 20 to thirty games to start the season. And then after that, it's like, OK, we're going to play like a 60 win team now. I don't know if that's happening again, but that happened last season, happened the season before. You know. They were nine and nine and 14 at one point, two seasons ago, they were 16 and 18 uh, last season at their work, you know, the deepest they were into the season under 500. They were 10 and 11 this season. Now they're 12 and 11. So back up above 500. We'll see if they could stay above there. So maybe they're turning the season around a little bit earlier than the last two seasons, which would certainly be nice. It is, is absolutely bizarre though. How they just can't seem to get off to a good start, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the schedule is again, getting tough. I mean, but this was why this is such a huge win because the schedule is not getting any easier. They play tomorrow night um, at Denver. That's a really tough back to pack flying up, flying into Denver uh, to play a late game. Uh, Well, uh, late for us, but flying up to Denver high altitude. Then they got to come back home, play Milwaukee. So these next two games will be a challenge. If the Mavericks can split them, that would be huge. If they lose both, I don't think that's, I mean, they'll be back under 500 again, which will be disappointing, but then they've got Chicago, Oklahoma City to hopefully right the ship. So we'll see. But I don't know. I mean, it's just nice to see the team play really competent basketball. And the crazy thing is, is there's still room to go. Um, You know, I was hopeful Reggie Bullock hit three three-pointers against the Knicks on Saturday, hoping that the December switch for his career had started. He was 0 for 2. <laughs> he scored zero points in 25 minutes. He did play much much better defense though so that's good and the mavericks really need bullock to be a good defender even if he's not making his shots torian finney smith also played some good defense but again you haven't felt like the announcers have called his name much and it's because he hasn't done too much statistically um again i think his defense has been really good the last two games but he is two of 11 from the floor and in the last two games he scored total six points Hasn't hit double figures since the Bucks game uh, where he scored 13, but that was on November 27th. So it's been a little bit, a little disappointing because Boston Toronto, Milwaukee, he had three really nice games consecutively. His shooting has still been off, but he was, you know, making, getting some assists, scoring some buckets, cutting to the rim, doing, doing some stuff to at least score some points while his three point shot uh, is kind of MIA. Uh, he hasn't done that the last couple games. Um, We'll see. You know, this team needs Dorian. You know, he's averaging under nine points a game this season after he had kind of steadily risen his points per game average, you know, from seven to nine and a half to 9.8 to 11 last season, which career high. This team really needs Dorian to be a multi-point. You know, they really need him to get to that 10 to 11 range most nights. I mean, you've seen the numbers. Their record when he scores double figures is, is really good. And when he scores like 15 or more, I mean, they're, they're almost like unbeatable um you know he he just you know just needs to make some shots he's getting some pretty good looks he's just missing them especially those up above the break threes Uh, he is having a rough time there um otherwise you know pretty much everyone else contributed spencer didn't win he was 5 of 15 from the floor for 21 points and you'd be like oh not great but he was 5 of 8 from three i mean he is He's scorching from the corners. Uh, I was looking at his data a couple of weeks ago, and I think he was 62% on corner threes. And that was like a week or two ago. And I'm pretty sure that hasn't dropped too much since then. Like he might still be close to 60% on corner threes on a healthy number of attempts per game. Like that's absurd at this point in the season. We'll see how, you know, if he can keep that up, but shot looks great, man. His form looks great. He's so confident uh, when he gets the ball. Um, We're going to close things out. You know, don't want to talk too much just by myself. I'm sure you guys are already making fun of me for trying to stifle back yawns as I'm trying to pull double duty with Kirk out and get stories edited and things like that. Um, But, of course, we got to talk about Jaden Hardy. Officially, box score lists him as two minutes. The official NBA – that's the ESPN box score. Official NBA box score says he played two minutes and 25 seconds. In those two minutes and 25 seconds, he scored 10 points on five shots. Uh, Had two and ones, made the free throws each time. Uh, It was really, really cool to see. Um, Hardy finally is getting some burn uh, after his really, really impressive run in the G League uh, for the last couple weeks. Unfortunately, the Mavericks have had two blowout wins in the last two games, and he's played a combined nine minutes. And considering the fact that Neither of these games were close in the second half. It was a double digit lead for the Mavericks from the the third quarter. you know when they took the lead in the third quarter to the end of the fourth. Uh, it was the, the Met the sun they had a 26 point lead to start the third quarter tonight against the suns. it never got below 16. Uh, it was it was it was right around 20 for the majority of the fourth quarter. would have been nice to see Hardy maybe get a little bit more burn. I mean that's like the one thing you can maybe critique. Otherwise, things have been good, but man, this game—I mean, it was already starting to feel like uh, free Roddy B, which was, good lord, it was over ten years ago. The free Roddy B movement with Roderick Bobois as a rookie on that twenty-nine, uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten Mavericks team, and the clamoring for him from the fan base uh, every single night—it was deafening. I mean, they made uh, Mike Fisher DallasBasketball.com made T-shirts. Uh that ended up being kind <laughs> of questionable. Um, if you wanna Google what those t-shirts look like, uh definitely uh did not uh, hold up well. Um, but it was a movement and people wanted to see Roddy and people wanted to see Jaden before these last two games, and he scored fifteen points in nine minutes. Um so with a team that can be as offensively challenged at times as the Mavericks, those calls are only gonna get greater. Thankfully, Tim Mardaway Jr. is playing better, Um, so the Mavericks aren't necessarily desperate for him to make real contributions. Me personally, you know, they should find him if he's if he's up with the team and he's not with the Texas Legends. If he's not in the if he's not playing with the G League, if he's with the active roster, they need to find him some minutes. You know, something. You know, even if it's something like tonight where he gets two minutes at the end of the game, obviously that's going to dictate whether it's a clutch game or not. He's probably not ready to play in meaningful basketball yet at least from the coaching standpoint but i just want him to play Uh, he was so he was so so rough against the g league last season uh coming out of high school that i know he's lit up the g league in the games he's played this season but it really i mean it's just that's just progress right there even if he doesn't do anything else in the regular season for the mavericks just the fact that he is taking care of business in the g league is a huge step up for him i just want him to play you know if he's not going to play, make sure he's with the, the legends, you know, play as many games as he can play in the G league. When the legends aren't playing, you know, send him back with the Mavericks if possible. You know, that's kind of my goal for Jaden Hardy. Anything else is, is a bonus. And I mean, but if he keeps, uh, if he scores 10 points every two minutes, uh, he gets into the games during garbage time. I mean, <laughs> that might force the issue a little bit. We'll see. Otherwise, I think that's about it again. Really, really fantastic win. The sun's entered tonight topping the western conference mavericks take their record down to 16 and 8 mavericks are now 12 and 11 they are one game above 500 once again tough test though tomorrow they play the denver denver nuggets on the second night back to back and then they play the milwaukee bucks on friday so we'll see how that goes for maz money ball for the site go check it out we've got recap we'll have stats we'll have everything you need hopefully uh my partner in crime kirk henderson will be back tomorrow night uh, i'll definitely be here tomorrow night but you're listening to Mazzoni Bill after dark. Again, Dallas Mavericks destroy, dismantle, dominate the Phoenix Suns 130, 11. Mavericks push their record again above 500, to 12, and 11. Play Denver Nuggets tomorrow night, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>